Hey everyone, it's Candace from Dadism.com and thanks for tuning in to Coffee with Candace, where we take two minutes to touch down on one topic. And today's topic of choice is applying for jobs. Yeah, go figure. So a lot of folks reach out to me and they say, hey Candace, I've been applying for jobs or I've applied for 20 jobs, 30 jobs, 100 jobs, and I'm not getting a response. Well, sometimes if you're lucky, you get that super generic email from the client or whomever you've applied with. And it says something like, hey, dear John Doe, thanks for applying for this job. One of our recruiters or hiring managers is going to reach out to you and we'll respond if we see that you are a fit for this job. That's if you're lucky. And sometimes you apply for a job and it goes into outer space and it's never to be found again. Um, And what I like to tell people oftentimes is whenever you apply for a job online, oftentimes you're dealing with what we call a VMS system. Now this is based off of contingent. So if you're doing like contract work, but a VMS is a web-based application uh, that acts as like a mechanism for business to procure and manage contingent workforce. So ultimately you apply for the job your job application will go over to that recruiter or hiring manager into like a folder, for example, we'll say RF engineers, and it will sit there until they check it. And hopefully they'll check it and respond to you and say, hey, we're interested in interviewing you, or it'll just kind of go into like a black hole never to be found again. So one of my things is if you are going to apply for a job online, often try and find them on LinkedIn or follow them on Twitter so you can figure out who is responsible for hiring for that particular position and add them, reach out to them. Hey, Bethann, I just applied for this job. I'd love to connect with you. Hopefully we can touch base regarding my application. So these are simple steps for you to reach out and connect with individuals so your job application just doesn't get lost in outer space. So again, two minutes to touch down on one topic. Thanks for tuning into this very quick segment of Coffee with Candace, and I hope you tune in for more. Hey everyone, it's Candace from datism.com, and thanks for tuning into this Coffee with Candace, where we touch down on one topic in two minutes. So, Continuing on from the last topic, which was I keep applying for jobs to no avail. I told you all about one thing, and that's the VMS system where basically basically you apply to a job and it goes into outer space. Well, another thing is people apply for jobs that are really, really, really old. So I always tell people to be mindful, to look at the date in which they applied. Is the job a week old? Is the posting maybe a month old, two months old, three, four and anything beyond that. Those are things that you have to take into consideration. So here's a good example. You apply for a job that's been posted for four months ago and you don't get a response. Odds are that position has either closed itself, that particular one, or the company has reposted the exact same job and it's up to date. Things that you wanna look out for would be, is this job continuing to post? And what could be happening is you may have such a high volume of candidates applying to one particular job that they just keep reopening it, which then could be a a cause of concern like, hey, either they are really picky and they can't find somebody or everyone and their mother is applying for a job and they're not a fit. The other thought could be, well, maybe they're hiring somebody and that person quits or they're firing them. So these are kind of things that you can like look into. But for the main part, I would always tell people don't apply to jobs that are so old because you're going to set yourself up for a heartbreak. You're going to set yourself up for a feeling of failure when you don't get a response because 
more than likely that job that you applied for that's like four or five months old, there's a good chance that hiring manager or recruiter's not there or they have completely forgotten about that job. So look out for positions that have recently posted. I always look for three days to a week at the latest, maybe two weeks if there's not many applicants. For example, LinkedIn will show you how many people have applied. So these are all things to kind of keep in mind when you're applying for jobs to try and reduce the amount of heartbreaks that you may have every time you apply. So I hope that helps with uh, today's topic of the day. And I hope you all have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in to Coffee with Candice with Dadism.com. Hey everyone, it's Candace from Dadism.com and thanks for tuning in to this segment of Coffee with Candace, where we touch down on one topic in two minutes. So we'll continue with the help I've been applying to a ton of jobs to no avail. What can I do? And we've already touched base on submitting yourself into outer space with VMS systems if you're applying for, for example, contract work. Um, another thing is sometimes people apply for jobs and guess what? they don't leave their information on there. People think I'll apply for a job, the recruiter will like me, but you have no city and state listed on your resume or maybe you don't have your phone number or your email address. And instead of the recruiter just reaching out to you with the information that has been provided, oftentimes that recruiter or hiring manager will literally just overlook you. So one thing I always tell people is you do not have to put your full address on your resume ever. But I would always advise that you put your city, your state, and your zip code, because oftentimes employers are actually looking to see what radius you are from that location. Now, if you're out of state, one thing I always tell folks is if you have a friend that lives in that immediate area, you may want to use their city, state, and zip code um, and use them as your place of residence until you actually move there, because oftentimes they look at an out-of-state candidate as somebody who is I don't want to say taking the piss, but maybe just passive or going to waste their time because the odds of them actually relocating are slim. So if you are serious about moving for whatever reason, family, you want to get out of cold climates into a warm climate, and you are certain that you are actually moving to that location, that is something that I would suggest that you do, but it's nothing that you have to do. Um, It just helps when it comes to being viewed by a hiring manager. So make sure that you have your email address, make sure you have your phone number, uh, your name, as well. I know some people get scared that a previous employer or current employer will find them, but even if it's your middle name and your last name, put something out there so they know who to call versus just an initial of M or something of that nature. So the more you provide, the greater your odds of being contacted by a hiring manager. And that wraps up our two minute discussion on Coffee with Candace. I hope you continue to tune into more segments and have a great day. Hey everyone, it's Candace from Dadism.com and thanks for tuning into this segment of Coffee with Candace, where as you know, we touched down on one topic in two minutes. And today I received an email from Aiden V on LinkedIn and he wanted to know how does he go about salary negotiations or even just bring it up. So the easiest way is to just simply ask. A lot of times if you are being approached by a recruiter, you generally have a conversation upfront about what the pay expectation is. Rarely will you go and do a face-to-face meeting with a hiring manager and not have an idea of what pay is. And simply that's because they want to lock in the rate and give the hiring manager a heads up before you arrive. So there's no negotiations and none of that 
messiness in the mix. It's just either they like you once you go to your face to face or you're done. But in some cases, if you apply directly to a corporation or a company or whatever, and you get there an interview, but you don't know the salary, that's always something that can be brought up. You can ask, what is the range for this particular role um, based off of a high and low of experience or for the amount of work? Um, if it's a position where there are multiple people working in this role, they shouldn't have any issue at all, just kind of giving you an idea of what to expect in terms of a salary range. But if it's a position where it's absolutely new and they're just now figuring out that this is a person that they need and they don't have a core dollar amount, maybe their budget is open, you can be transparent with what your expectations are based off of the amount of work. Now, if you find yourself with an employer who's just trying to bait you to see what you made or are making in your current role, but they don't want to give you any insight, I always reverse it. I always ask, what is the high and low for this particular role? Because you never want to sell yourself short. And a lot of times when they're baiting you, it's with hopes that perhaps you're making in the lower skill and they can say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll give you a thousand dollars more. And you take an offer when, you know, you're working and making 42,000 when in actuality, they can pay you a max of 48. So don't be afraid to ask what the pay is. If they have nothing to hide, they should be able to just be honest with you and transparent and let you know, because at the end of the day, you have to know your worth and then add tax. So that is our tip for the day. Thank you, Aiden V on LinkedIn. And I hope you all have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to Coffee with Candice with Doubtism.com. Hey everyone, it's Candace from Dadism.com and thanks for tuning into this segment of Coffee with Candace, where we take two minutes to touch down on one subject. So somebody reached out to me today and said, hey Candace, what do I do if a recruiter is withholding information from me? Now, a lot of times whenever you're dealing with a recruiter that won't give you much information, they're normally on the agency or staffing side of things. You know, the ones that have a client and they want you to apply for a job, but they won't actually tell you who the company is. And in some cases, respectively, the client may actually not want to have their information put out there. A lot of times that's because they're replacing somebody within and they don't actually want anyone to know or go doing their due diligence and scouting about to figure out who it is. But that's kind of few and far in between. But I'm talking about the basics. What do you do when a candidate can't even get the information for a location? Now, there have been instances where you do have recruiters that are maybe coming from these mom pop shops where they just need to hit their numbers so they could really care less about who you are as a whole. They're just taking your information, putting it in their database to pipeline your information and maybe submit you accordingly, and they won't give you much information. So you have to really trust your gut and identify, is the person that I'm speaking with that I just met, are they somebody that I want to deal with on a long-term basis? And would I trust them with actually helping me to land my next job. So do a little bit of your own due diligence. For me personally, if a person or a recruiter can't give me the basics, such as the location, I don't want to deal with anybody who's going to waste a lot of my time. There's nothing worse than having a nice 25, 30 minute conversation, feeling like you're a great fit for a role and then realizing that it's in another state. So unless you've been approached for something that's in another market or since you're open to remote jobs, you want to make sure that any time that you invest when speaking with a recruiter, that it's going to be conducive and work for you. So don't be afraid to ask where a location is or who the client is or for the pay, 
because what you don't want to do is go through a series of an interview process only to realize that it just it's going to fall flat. So do your due diligence and also know that it's okay to say no or back out until you receive the information that is appropriate and right for you. So that's our topic for today. Feel free to reach out to me with any questions that you may have. And thanks for tuning in to Coffee with Candace. I'm Candace from doubtism.com.